The world isn't simple anymore. And on the Walden Pond podcast, your host, anti-fraud expert Vince Walden, is talking to experts about the technology and compliance trends you need to know about to keep your compliance and fraud detection programs relevant. If you're looking for insights that are practical, timely, and innovative, welcome to The Pond. Welcome to The Pond. This is Vince Walden. I'm here with Amir Weinberg, CEO of Valir Software. And of all places, I'm broadcasting this from Tel Aviv, Israel, where Valir Software is headquarters. So, Amir, welcome to The Pond. Hi. <laughs> Glad Hi. you could be here. Thank you for joining. Before we get started, I always like to start with a Thoreau quote since we are floating on the pond. So food for thought, everybody out there. Here's the quote for the day. It's not enough to be busy. So are ants. The question is, what are we busy about? And Amir, based on our conversations, you've been pretty busy developing some software that's a pretty interesting anti-fraud technology. Is that right? Absolutely. (laughs) Well, tell me about this real quick. Your background is from Silicon Valley, or a lot of the development that you did. Take us to kind of how you got started in this space and what led you to Valir Software. Back in the early 90s, I joined a startup named Mercury Interactive. Mercury became uh, the market leader and actually created a new market in software testing and software quality. Mm-hmm. Over there, I quickly became the CTO responsible for some of its major software automation QA solutions. Later on, I created another startup named Osus that was one of the earliest solutions in business-to-business integration solution that was 98 to 2006. Mm-hmm. Then moved on. Yeah. Well, what kind of made you get interested from that software testing background to getting into the forensic technology space? What was the linkage that made you want to start Valir Software? So I realized there's a huge problem with unmet technology, with insufficient technology. The software forensic, the forensic solution, I realized they lack the technology. And the problem I saw is that on one hand, you could use Rule Engine, but these tools are too expensive, too complex to implement. And on the other hand, the AI technology, which I believe is not really adequate to internal fraud, where you don't see many frauds in an enterprise, while the opportunity to commit frauds is prevalent and as thousand different ways to commit a fraud within the enterprise. And that's a challenge. Yeah. And when you say frauds, what kind of fraud schemes are you particularly focused on? We're currently focusing on procure to pay, order to cash, and a little bit human resources are frauds. So cool. Yeah. So you're watching the cash come in and out and the HR and people stealing it. Occupational fraud. Well, your website talks about this cognitive fraud detection, and I like that word cognitive. It was kind of intriguing. Describe what cognitive AI means in the Valir context. Okay, so the idea is to adopt the machine learning cycle where you base your decision and your conclusion on the data and the finding in the data, but on the other hand, to use human knowledge in terms of what makes sense? What doesn't make sense? 
what are the problems and ability to apply that in a machine learning environment. That's exactly what we're doing. Cool. Cool. Hopefully that improves the detection and the recovery of funds here. Give me some success examples of, I know you've been working with many Israeli companies here. What kind of results are they seeing? In uh, one case, we were able to spot in real time while it was committed a fraud in a food company, in a food chain company. A food, okay. Where distributors were collaborating with uh, groceries in order to fake returns of food to the warehouse, to the company's oh, warehouse. So fake return schemes, huh? Okay. Fake return scheme ended up 20 million shekels worth of money lost to that enterprise. Dang, that's like $7 million for the U.S. folks out there, 20 million shekels. That's pretty substantial. That's a great recovery. Very cool. Another that we succeeded in identifying within the commodity industry were a vendor of a commodity would shift shipment time and associate shipment with a higher value contract instead of the lower, cheaper contract. And by doing that, we'll waive the revenue. Wow. So yeah, the perpetrator was selectively or improperly using the wrong contract terms with a higher price for them so that they could gain the margin and improperly. It was more of a contract compliance issue, right, that it found. Absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Well, tell me about your software company's plans for the future. Well, we just completed MoneyWays, and uh, we are ready to uh, start U.S. and Canadian activity. We will start working with uh, our first partners in the beginning of 2020 in order to complete our first few projects over there. Very cool. Let me ask you one kind of final question. And as I think about you know, our audience here being risk, compliance, and internal audit and audit professionals, what should they be thinking about when they look at their organization and considering the use of data analytics? What should they think about in terms of implementing and getting something off the ground? There's many challenges involved in such a solution. You first need to know to extract the data. You need to be able to access the data. Data is extremely complex. Ability to extract that and ability to load that into your system. Then you need to be able to learn from the data and to be able to adapt for the need, for the specific needs and for specific situation of the company mm-hmm. based on the common patterns of thoughts. It's in the patterns, huh? in the pattern and within the ability to adapt to company-specific specific situations. Yeah, that flexibility is key. Huh? I've been in doing forensic technology for years, and there's no one-size-fits-all solutions across the industry. There's no magic bullet, but that flexibility is key. So well, I look forward to seeing this. And again, thank you for having me out to Tel Aviv. And for all you podcast listeners out there, I appreciate you joining us on the pond. So Amir, thank you very much for joining Thank you very much. All right. Take care, everybody. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Walden Pond Podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and help spread the word by leaving a review.